Welcome to the Anesthetonation Podcast, the podcast that equips you to draw closer to your relationship with God. Each week, we'll cover new topics, dive deeper into the Word of God, and really solve struggles that we all face on an everyday basis. I'm your host, Elisa John, a teenage girl who's passionate about using her gifts to help you embrace your worth, purpose, and identity in Jesus. I hope you'll join me along for the ride as we grow in fellowship and learn more about who God is. Hey everyone, it's Alisa John here, and welcome back to my podcast and Message Generation. I'm so happy you're here, and today we're going to be talking about a really big issue, which is our purpose. And I feel like this is an issue, especially as we're growing older, that needs to be talked about more. Because especially as teenagers, it feels like literally everyone is already telling us that we should know what our purpose is, and we should know what our future is, but we don't, because... It feels like we're in that awkward stage when we're not children yet because people have just stopped treating us as children, but now they already expect us to act like adults, whether it's knowing what our future career is or what we're planning to major in in college or just all these tiny decisions that we have to make now that will affect us for the rest of our lives. And it's a lot to process. And I know you guys struggle with this too. In fact, I before I studied this ministry, I actually asked you guys to survey what is something that you are challenged by and what are some things that you'd like more clarity on. And the large majority of you guys said that you wanted to know more about our purpose. Because let's face it, it's a pretty important topic and one that really determines the rest of our life and our reason for being here. And so I just want to encourage you that as big as this topic is, God is still bigger and God has already said how we should deal with our purpose and when we go back to his word, we can always have peace and clarity. And the truth is, we probably won't understand all of God's plan because the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts over our thoughts. But that's okay. We don't need to understand it, but we can be fully assured that it is good because his word has proven over and over and over again that he is always faithful and he will always be faithful. And I just want to encourage you right now that it's okay if you don't know what your purpose is. I'm going to walk through some steps on how we can find our purpose and walk on it in an everyday basis. But it's still slow progress. We won't be where we want to be in one day and that's completely okay. Because that's not what God designed it to be. God did not design purpose to be a scary or scary topic that often strikes fear into our hearts but one that brings us peace and comfort because we trust our creator and i think the first step to identifying our purpose is to identify our spiritual gifts our spiritual gifts are basically the talents that god has blessed us with and this is so important especially as believers because when we understand what we're good at we're enabled to learn how we can use that to serve others and to glorify god Because our ultimate goal with our purpose, before all else, our overarching goal is to know God and to help others to know Him. And that is so important as life as a believer because that's what Jesus said right before He ascended into heaven. He said to go and make disciples of all nations. And despite the fears that you're facing, God will always be with you even to the end of the age. And as we honor the Lord through our purpose, we are able to also um, 
encourage others in their walk with the Lord and even as they begin pursuing their purpose not just as regular ordinary people but as people who have a clear focus and a mission and who will do whatever it takes to obey the Lord's calling whatever it is and whatever form that may take and I really believe that when we learn who God created us to be we can transform our world through his strength and through his power and I'm really going to share like a passage of scripture that really talks about our spiritual gifts and why it's so important, which is Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 16. And it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, may go up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I know that was kind of a mouthful, but I truly believe that when we understand what our gifts are, then we slowly begin walking in our purpose, which is not like an overarching eternal purpose, because I think that's one mistake that we make as Christians. We believe that we have to do like one thing for the rest of our lives. But the only thing that God calls us to do is to obey his word, to obey his will and to serve others. But that doesn't mean we have to always be fixated on one thing, whether it's like you always have to be a doctor for your entire life. There are multiple purposes that we can have in different seasons of our lives. And it says right here that God gave us all different responsibilities. Each and every one of us are blessed with our own spiritual gifts. And I know it might not feel like it right now because... You might be feeling like God didn't give you any talents at all. Or maybe you're torn between two and you don't know what to choose. Or maybe you're just having a lot of doubt about what spiritual gifts really are and why they're so important. But let me just encourage you that our spiritual gifts are blessings. They're not meant to cause chaos and confusion, but they're meant to give clarity and to be a source of encouragement to others and be a source of strength in times of trouble. And our ultimate goal with our spiritual gifts is to use them to edify the church, as it says in this passage. Because when we think about the church, just like in the analogy in this portion of scripture says, we're not just like multiple people. Uh, The church is represented as one person and it has multiple body parts and multiple functions and each body part has a specific function. And many times we say that like, oh, she has a better function than me, or she has a more important role, or vice versa. We may look down on others with other roles, but we may be gloating in our own strength. But the truth is, just like as as it says in Ephesians 4, each and every one of us have equally important roles and jobs. God might give me to be a writer or someone to be a speaker or an artist, but that doesn't mean we'll share the same strengths. And that's a good thing. God made us diverse, but united in our diversity. And the first step is to know your spiritual gifts, especially in this case, is to ask the people who know you best, such as your friends and your family and your church leaders. 
because I think oftentimes when we just look at our own lives, we can be really negative about ourselves and we can say, oh no, I suck at that or I don't have enough experience or skill in order to actually pursue that. And we beat ourselves down so much and so frequently that we start believing the lies that Satan has implanted. And it's not even Satan that has caused these lies to be true. It's us choosing to accept them and to accept them not just as regular statements, but as the truth instead of the truth of God's word. And that's why it's so dangerous. As if you are listening to the sound of my voice, you have a gift. God has given you a gift and he has given you a purpose. And you can use your gifts as you walk in your purpose. And I know it can feel overwhelming. I know it can feel uncertain. But God is with you every step of the way. It is him who brings your purpose into fruition. And it is him who uses your spiritual gifts to glorify him and to really fulfill what he has called you to do right in this very moment in time. And I really encourage you, when you're asking the people who know you best, pray before doing so. Don't just go into there with half-hearted intentions, expecting to hear bad news or expecting people to be down on yourself. But before starting, pray about it. Ask God to reveal things to you that maybe you never thought of before or maybe to confirm what he has already planted in your heart. Because especially in my writing, I... Honestly, guys, there's so many times when I just hate what I write. Like, I revise it over and over again. It gets to the point where I just want to hit backspace over and over again until I just am left with an empty page. But so many of my friends have been such a source of encouragement to me. And they've been the ones who've been supporting me, not just through my writing, but through my entire journey as a believer. And I'm so grateful for them. And I pray that you have those people in your life, too. And... I really want you to be intentional and specific. Don't just ask like, hey, what's my gifts? Thank you. Bye. But really be intentional and say, I really want to use my gifts in a way that honors the Lord and loves others right where I'm at. And I would really like it if you could help me in doing so. And it, and maybe if you have an idea of your gifts already, maybe ask if are these characteristics that you've noticed in me or if you don't have any idea at all, ask them like point blank. What are the things that you think I'm good at and what are the ways that you've seen God bless certain aspects of my life or certain characteristics of my personality? And then pray about it again. Write these things down. Whether you don't agree with all of them, that's okay. But pray about it anyway. Because of course, there may be some people who might give you wrong knowledge or just might not know you well enough to give you the right input. But there are also so many things that are unexpected and things that I may have never even thought of doing. But now God is using those things, the things that people have poured into my life several months ago, to now make it into a, like a reality which is so surprising but so god and i truly believe he can do that in your life too for example when i started like watching shark tank and i'm someone who's not a business person at all but i started watching the show i started getting really into entrepreneurship and one day one of my dreams is to hopefully run my own like faith-based business and create my own bible studies to sell and that's something that still hasn't happened yet and that's okay and that's what i want to remind you too just because you have spiritual gifts doesn't mean you're going to find like what you're going to be doing in this very point of time right away maybe you have a dream and that's so amazing but maybe god has called you to wait during this season but be faithful in something else just because god says no doesn't mean he'll say no forever 
and I don't want you to get discouraged but rather be encouraged with what he has promised you because when he has given you a promise you better believe that he is going to accomplish it not just in the ways you might imagine but in such unexpected methods that you can't help but be amazed at what God is doing in your life not in other people's lives because it's so easy to see other people succeeding and feel jealous or feel downhearted because you feel like God's not working in your life but just because you can't see it, it doesn't mean it's not happening. God is doing something powerful in this generation and he's starting with you. If only you dare to be faithful and obedient with what he's already called you to do. Another method you can do is to take a spiritual gifts test. And I know sometimes we can feel reluctant because you feel like it can be a bit iffy in the church. But I encourage you by all means, take the test and... I'm going to link the spiritual gifts test in the podcast description below. So I encourage you to pray before taking it. Or maybe it's a personality test. And really understand the characteristics that God has given you. And who he created you to be. And how you can use them to glorify him and honor him with all that you have. And I want to encourage you. Just be faithful to use the gifts that he has already given you. And maybe they seem so tiny and so minuscule that you don't even know where to begin. But just if you have a slight inkling of what that is, go for it and pray about it. Be intentional and ask God to give you opportunities to use those gifts to glorify Him and to share the gospel with others right where you are. For example, suppose you're good at listening. Maybe you have no idea how you're going to listen on like a large scale, but don't think about that. Just simplify it to the here and now. For example, ask God to be a good listener to your friends or if you're really good at talking, how can you use your gift of talking to organize events or to share the gospel with people that maybe you don't know very well or don't know at all? We all have different gifts and that's a blessing. Instead of feeling discouraged when or viewing others as competition or feeling like God hasn't given you anyway in anything, I assure you that He has. Or maybe you don't know or you feel like He hasn't done it yet, and that's okay. Start praying for ways that God would reveal those spiritual gifts to you right now, or maybe not right now, but in the future. As you go in your relationship with the Lord, maybe He won't give you an answer immediately. But as you refine, as you see your heart being refined through his word, you will slowly begin seeing opportunities that he has given you. And maybe it's something that you've been dreaming about your whole life. Or maybe it's something that you could have never even thought of doing. But God has still given it to you. And if he, and if he has given it to you, that means that there is a purpose in that. And... Also, I just want to say, like, it's okay to start out being ordinary because God uses the ordinary moments to shape the miraculous miracles that bring Him glory in such creative ways. We often limit God to doing, to moving in one specific way, but He doesn't do that. He moves in so many different ways, as we see in this passage in Ephesians 4, that He called some to be apostles. He called some to speak words of encouragement in other people's lives. He called some to be teachers to others. And He called some to just do whatever they're doing in their career, whether it's as doctors, as teachers, as psychologists, as everything. And we can use those all to glorify Him. And I think most of all, before anything, just pray about it. Because we will never, ever accomplish anything if we don't make Jesus at the center of all. It is Him alone who guides our paths and directs our steps. And secondly, 
this is a hard one, but I want you to, to remind you to start out to your fears. And this is a familiar passage, I'm sure you've heard it before, but Colossians 3 verses 23-24 to says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Never forget who you serve. Our goal is not to serve ourselves with a our purpose. Our goal is not even to serve others and get applause from them. Our ultimate goal is to serve the Lord, and our allegiance belongs to Him first and foremost. And don't get discouraged with that. I want to say that it's not something that traps you or feel like, like you have to be perfect in your purpose. Because you won't be. You will make mistakes. I will make mistakes. And that's why God's grace comes in. It is always enough. And we don't have to be perfect because imperfect progress is still progress. You've heard me say it before and I'll continue to say it again. But even though we are imperfect, God is faithful to complete the perfect work within our hearts. And just, I just want to encourage you to serve Jesus with your whole heart in everything you do, even when you're feeling scared, even when you experience doubts, and even if you don't know how to get from point A to point B, that's okay. Just start out through your fears, and the most important thing is to serve God, no matter how that looks like, in whatever shape or form or method. Just serve God, and start out despite the fear you're facing. Do it afraid. And I just want to encourage you to don't measure your purpose in the eyes of the world because the world will always value the biggest methods. They will always pay attention to the celebrities and the people making the most money. And while it's all of those are good things, it's okay to have influence. But many times we can make those idols and we can idolize people and we can often idolize that achievement. But your purpose and someone else's purpose are two very different things. God created each and every one of us in a distinct way. He was very intentional with the gifts he gave you, with the characteristics that he gave you, with your whole personality, your appearance, everything. And he did not make any mistakes when he created you. And he did not make any mistakes when he designed a perfect purpose for you. Instead, I encourage you to measure your purpose to the lens of scripture because things in heaven and things of this world are two very opposite and upside down things. While the world values success and worldly fame, God says to die to self and to be humble. And when the world says you have to have it all, God says it's okay to not know where you're at. The most important thing is to serve me and for for, to worship me with everything that you have and when the world says that you must live in here and now and you only live once god says you're living for eternity and make choices that matter and no matter how small it might seem i will honor your obedience and i just want to say that it's okay to be scared and unsure if all, if it will all work out or even how it will all work out because even to a few our fear is actually an opportunity to encounter God's love and to just discover his sovereignty despite all the circumstances we encounter. And that's something I still have challenges with because for me, I'm someone who's like, I like to know what's happening and I like to know that God is not going to let me down or take me down a road that I won't want to walk down. But I'm learning and God is teaching me in this season that there will be many times when I don't know what the world will look like and that's okay. But God has still called me to this exact moment in time to be faithful and I might not know what the journey will look like but I know who is leading the way. And real quick, I just want to read you like uh, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30. 
And it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man travelling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground, and hid his lord's money. After a long time the lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who received five talents came and brought five other talents, and saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His lord said to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your lord. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. From, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh, I know, I know it can be a lot to take in. And honestly, the first time I read it, I was kind of confused as to why God was like saying, because the Lord is like symbolic of Jesus. And the the talents are some symbolisms of like the gifts that he has given us, whether it's our talents, our time, the treasures that we have. But I want to focus on our actual talents as believers in Christ and the gifts that we have. And at first, it was kind of like, whoa, God was being really strict. But the more I read it, the more I realized that God is trying to show us that when we are afraid and we allow fear to paralyze us, it not only just stops us from walking God's purpose, but that's literally outright disobedience. And it's a sin because God has given us so much. He has blessed us with so many blessings, including the death and resurrection of Jesus so that we can walk in freedom. And then we still live like we've been chained up and like we're still living in sin and we still live like we're being imprisoned because we don't believe that God has truly given us these gifts. And like we see here, God may not give you the same amount or same number of gifts, but he has given us all gifts. And the important thing is not to focus on, will it work out? Will I do this right? What if I'm making a mistake? But instead to say, God, I know this isn't perfect, but I'm still going to honor you because you value my sacrifice and you value my faithfulness in the small beginnings. And sometimes we can become so caught up in being perfect with our gifts that we completely deny what God is calling us to do. And it's okay if we're not perfect because even though we're imperfect, God is still faithful. And our imperfections are not like something that puts God off. He knows us intimately and he still calls us anyway. And just because it's imperfect doesn't mean it's not beautiful. 
when we are faithful to give up and surrender this to God, especially in the ways that we're serving others, He is faithful to take the little that we have and multiply it beyond measure. He will cause it to overflow in ways that we can't even imagine because that's just how good He is. And that's how the gospel is being reached the very ends of the earth because it starts with us. And I just, and I just want to say, just tell God how you feel. I think... This passage wasn't meant to scare you, but to encourage you and say, you can do this, not through our strength, but through the strength of the Lord. Be honest with your fears, because something I'm learning is that I don't have to pretend like I have it all together, because God already knows I don't have it all together, and He's waiting to meet with me and to talk about it. Just be honest with your fears and your struggles and your challenges, but then surrender them to Him. Don't hold on to them and don't become fixated on all the ways you messed up. Give it to the Lord and then move forward. So the final point I want to make is to just be faithful. It's a small thing. It sounds easy, but it's a lot harder to live it out in daily life. And I just, this is one question I want to ask you. What is one thing you can do right now, just today, to glorify God with the gifts he gave you? Don't put it off or don't wait until you feel ready because you'll never feel ready enough. But that's when God comes in and that's when you get to experience God's goodness and faithfulness firsthand. So I encourage you, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, do it anyway. Because so many people... So many people poured out their hearts into this and we see God rewarding them, whether it's like people like Nehemiah and Haggai who had to rebuild the temple and the wall after the Israelites were freed from captivity or from the story of like Esther who probably wanted to give up when she faced so much persecution but was still faithful to walk in the calling that God gave her. Or whether it's Joshua, who faced so much pressure to live up to society's standards, yet still chose to honor the Lord with his whole life and fight boldly. Just like them, you too can be faithful. And oftentimes, being faithful can be really mundane and just hard labor for countless months and years. And so many times, you will feel like you want to give up. I've, I've experienced that. My friends have experienced that. A lot of people I know have experienced that, and if they haven't already, they will at some point. But in the moments of discouragement and in the times when you just want to quit, just remember that what you're doing matters in the sight of the Lord, and this is what walking in your purpose is. Purpose isn't some big showy idea that we often glamorize or make to appear pretty, but the truth is, walking in your purpose can be really messy. It can be imperfect and scary and... Honestly, there are times when you don't even know if you're doing the right thing. But that's why we always go back to God's word. And we always trust that God is already doing something within us. And he will always complete it and create something beautiful with it. And just as God honored the people of the biblical stories, he will honor us too. And I just want to remind you that our bodies are temples of the living God. We have the opportunity to know Jesus intimately as we pursue our purpose. And I encourage you to take action. Don't just wait around, but pursue your purpose right now and be faithful to walk in it. Not just today or not just tomorrow, but for an entire eternity of obedience and dedication. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, purpose is not just one defining thing that we do. Our ultimate purpose is to honor the Lord and spread the love of Jesus but everything else is secondary.
and walking in a purpose will look different in different seasons. The same way David walked in his purpose in his early years as a shepherd and honoring the Lord with his time. Then later on, he went to be on the battlefield and he walked in his purpose there by leading God's people to victory. And then even later, he became a king and he showed, he showed how we should honor the Lord by telling others the good news and by walking in our calling and walking with integrity and righteousness. And each season that David went through was equally important in God's eyes. Never underestimate the importance of the small beginnings and times when you're just faithful to the ordinary stuff because the ordinary stuff are the most important things that actually shape the extraordinary moments. And our purpose, I just want to say, our purpose is not something that we just pursue because what we pursue does not define us. It's not just a thing or a feeling. It's the powerful love of Jesus. Jesus alone is our sole source of purpose. And we, before all else, before pursuing the fame or the glory or even just good things like our career or school or anything else, we pursue the Lord. And remember that we are called to be good stewards and this will look different, as I said, in different seasons, but whether you need to spend time with the Lord through your time, work on serving others to your talents, or honoring the Lord with your resources and your money, which is your treasures, this is where calling begins. And these are a series of questions that I want to ask you. Are you being available to the Lord? Are you holding your life with open hands? Because so often we discover our purpose when we allow Jesus to turn our schedule inside out. And it can be super challenging, guys, but we must be willing to go all in for him. It's one of the scariest prayers we can pray, but it's also the most fulfilling and the most rewarding things we can ever experience. To walk side by side along Jesus and to seek his presence in everything that we do. And also be open to experiencing need and hurting for others. This is one that can probably be kind of controversial, but what I've seen in my own life is that sometimes God allows me to experience need so that he can use me to be the one to fill it for others who are going through similar needs and circumstances. And just as we see in the Bible, the people who are called were often the people facing really bad circumstances on behalf of them and their people, but God used them right where they were to create change for his kingdom. And more than pursuing anything else, I just want to remind you that our callings don't save us. Only Jesus can save us. He alone is our savior, not the things we do, not society's definition of purpose. Our purpose will come naturally after we pursue him. And we must be willing to trust him with the in-between. Because we often assume that our purpose will be revealed to us in like a flash, or like one split second. But the truth is, it won't. God often reveals a purpose moment by moment as we draw to, as we dare to follow him as we draw closer to his word he slowly begins instilling these values in us he slowly begins revealing these dreams and hopes that he placed on our heart so that we can do something about it but it won't happen right away and that's a good thing because if we found out what our true purpose was and what purposes would look like in a different season we'd probably be really overwhelmed but because God allows us to reveal this to us over a long time period, we are able to trust him and to know him in a way we might have never known him before, which is so cool. And before all else, our purpose has a name and his name is Jesus. So to wrap this up, I want to leave you with this last 
closing sculpture, uh, sculpture, scripture, sorry, from the book of Exodus, Exodus 35. Pardon me while I just turned it really quick. And it's Exodus 35. And in this time, we see the people uh, going to next steps. And God is establishing to them the law and how they must live. And a part of this is through the Ark of the Covenant. And the way that we must honor him by meeting with him. And we see in this times that the people began building the, the ark by offering their own materials to them. And we also see them praising the Lord for this. And in Exodus chapter 35 verses, um, sorry, 35 verse 29, it says, The children of Israel brought a feeble offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work, which the Lord, by the hand of Moses, had commanded to be done. And Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. And he has put in his heart the ability to teach, in him and Aholiab, the son of Ami. As so much, sorry, as a tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do all manner of work of the engraver and of the designer and of the tapestry maker, in blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine linen, and of the weaver. Those who do every uh, those who do every work and to those who design artistic works. And Bezalel and Aholiab, and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding, to know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. And the last verse was actually Exodus chapter 36 verse 1. And I know it is a lot to take in, but it was so specific and detailed, which is what I love. Because when God gives you a purpose, you better believe he's going to be specific. It won't come with chaos or confusion. It will come with great clarity. And you will know exactly what to do because we have followed him. And when we understand that our sole purpose is to know God and to make him known, every single thing that we do is a holy act of worship that draws, close, draws us closer to his heart. And we see this how we talked about the free will offering. The people didn't have to give the material, but they felt led by the Holy Spirit because they were so grateful for all that God had done. And they really wanted to honor him by giving up this material and by giving up their time in order to honor him with their gifts. And the whole point of our purpose is not about what we get. It's about what we give back to the Lord and back to others. And what is really cool about this is that this past year, as I first began my ministry, I went to this collective conference at church, and I was actually thinking about these verses before that, and I wrote down some points I was going to do. And at the very same conference, they talked about these exact same verses, which is like a confirmation to me, and proof about how our purpose is so important, because it can be so creative. It doesn't have to look one day, one way, sorry. And it doesn't have to be the same on one specific day. But God has called each and every one of us in different avenues and different methods to pursue this. And what is, I think is really cool is that, so their names actually mean a Father's Tent and in the shadow or protection of God, which I think is so cool. I love that about names. Names often reveal so much about who we are in Christ. And it's the same with this. Names were often chosen with great meaning, especially in biblical times. And we see this reminder that 
father's tent which is uh we are like all vessels of the father and we were all created to honor him through our lives and how the holy spirit is not just some uh, like random idea swirling around in our heads it's the living active presence of god that lives inside of our hearts and we can have that confidence to pursue our purpose no matter what happens throughout life because of that and we know we are protected by god and there's a beautiful uh, psalm psalm 91 that's all about god's protection i encourage you to read that and how god always is like a refuge and strength no matter what we go through pursuing our purpose doesn't have to be scary or it doesn't have to be overwhelming because we have hope through jesus that we will face trials and we will face obstacles but he will always protect us and we can trust in the shadow of his wings because he will always be there for us no matter what and i love how just like that names represent identity and our identity is found in god and god alone not in our purpose our purpose is always in god and through that we are able to walk in our calling on an everyday basis and i just want to remind you that every single one of us has a unique role to play and we are all valued in the kingdom of god when the members of the church dare to come together fully assured of their purposes God will move in above and beyond ways. So to recap this episode, purpose begins with Jesus. I dare you just not just tomorrow, but start today. Be faithful and surrender. I promise you that when we give every single thing that we have up for God's glory, he utilizes even the tiniest, most minuscule moments in spectacular ways. So just be faithful with your purpose whether you have a clear idea of what it looks like whether that might change as you grow or maybe you have no idea what it is and are just going to start with prayer whatever that may look that may look like in the season of life be faithful to be with god to go in your relationship with him and watch and be amazed as how he reveals his purpose in your very own life bye mm-hmm.